excellent. Sing unto the Lord, for he had done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Let us pray. Our Father, we ask that you forgive our sins. We pray that you will accept us into your presence now. Speak to our hearts through your words. May each of us be inspired. May we hear you speak. May we leave here knowing that we have been with Jesus, that we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Happy Sabbath, everyone. For our opening song, we'll be singing hymn number 532, day by day. Join in and sing along with us. Day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials Trusting in my father's priceless moment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measure, gives unto each day what he deems best. Lovingly. Trouble me, 
Places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. I invite you to kneel as we pray to our God. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great God of creation and our Redeemer. We come before you this morning, sinful creatures, confessing our sin before you, seeking your forgiveness. And through the blood of Christ, we thank you that our sins can be forgiven and that we can come before you in Christ's righteousness, as if we never sinned. Now, Father, we live in perilous times. With the pandemic raising its ugly head once more, and the forecast is that it's going to be worse than the first, the first wave. Our Lord, many people will lose their lives many will suffer. And Father, we pray that as we contemplate these things, we also realise that those in control, those who have governed us, how easy it is for them to control our lives, to say what we can and cannot do, where we can go and where we cannot go. Surely, this is the birth pangs of the early time of trouble ahead. When the time when Sunday law comes in and once more the powers that be will be able to uh, dictate and control our, our lives. And Father, we need to get ready to meet these times. We need to be sure and secure in our faith and in our love. Father, we thank you for these wonderful sermons we've been having. Um, the sermon coming today, Seeking Revival. We need that revival in our lives. We need to be able to uh, submit our will to you. But Father, we know we cannot empty ourselves of self. We can only consent for Christ to accomplish the work in us. So let our prayer this morning be, Lord, take my heart, for I cannot give it. Keep it pure, for I cannot keep it for you. Save me in spite of myself, my weak, 
unchristlike self. Mold me, fashion me, raise me into a pure and holy atmosphere where the rich current of your love can flow through my soul. Let this be our prayer this morning. Be with Pastor as he presents the message for us today. Not only do we, may we listen to it, but take it to heart. May his message have an effect, have its effect in our lives, that we may be truly uh, fit for purpose. The time is short. Why the time still exists? Help us, Father, to dedicate and submit our lives totally to you, that we may go forward and in witness and present a three angels' message to those and everyone who needs to hear it. This is my prayer this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. amen. Happy Sabbath, everyone. So for today's offertory reading, I uh, took this message from uh, the Stewardship Department of Seventh-day Adventist. It's titled as a secret revealed. Evelyn Ronanzo, a teacher in a private school, was the only Adventist girl of Fontanelle, Brazil. In 2010, she accepted an invitation to visit a youth spiritual retreat of the Adventist a city located in the heart of the Brazilian Amazon rainforest, which is about 4,000 kilometers from home. And it was that she met Louis Fino, who at that time was a young Adventist school teacher for the first time. Both of them knew that something bigger than a simple. So Evelyn decided to pray, asking God if Louis would really be the chosen one for her. With God's approval, they started a relationship, even though they lived so far Our love came in answer to prayer, said Louis, and at the time appointed by God, which is ever the right time, he had. But after they were already married in 2011, that Louis, now a state bank officer in the bank of Brazil, revealed one He said, when we were engaged, I was so grateful to God for finding you that I decided to raise the percentage of my promise. He said, based offering. This was, this was his way of showing gratitude. It was the most beautiful thing he ever told me, said Evelyn to their district pastor during a visit in their home in December 2018. Brazil, and parents of Benko, a baby boy. So today's appeal is to become a promiser. Giving a percentage-based offering is a way to recognize God's blessings as we are blessed. If you are already a promiser, have, have you ever considered to raise that percentage? So let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful Sabbath morning that you have given us. Bless everyone who has gathered to this uh, Zoom meeting and through YouTube. Dear Lord, 
worship you today with our resources because you are good and because your mercies endure forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning and happy Sabbath to everyone and a special happy Sabbath to all the children. Um, today I'll be giving a children's story entitled The Bundle of Sticks. Um, so one time there was a, an old man um, and he lived with his three sons and you know they, they lived quite a humble life um, but every day the three sons would always have arguments, they would always have fights, they would always um, be falling out and quarrelling and this, the father didn't know what to do about it, the old man, he just wasn't sure, he'd always um, ask them to stay united, he'd always ask them um, to overcome their their strifes and whatever but the the boys just insisted, they just kept on wanting to fight um, and this kept on going on and the, and the old man didn't know what to do because he wanted his family to you know, stay together um, so eventually, uh, after some time, the old man became, became frail and he, he was, uh, start, his, his health started to, to deteriorate. Um, uh, but, and the, the three sons, they couldn't agree on anything. They couldn't agree on uh, how to look after him, who should look after him and all of that. And the old man was just uh, so upset that his family, um, his family couldn't agree even when he was up when he was ill uh, so he decided to um, come up with a plan he said he wanted to demonstrate to them the importance of unity so um, the old man said to each of them he just gave them some sticks and he said um, all of you uh, you could have a little competition as to who will break all these sticks um, the quickest so there was loads of little thin sticks and they just started and they, all three of them were busy breaking the sticks. It was so easy. They were wondering like, what's the point of this exercise? Like it's so, so pointless. The sticks were so easy to break. There wasn't much competition. Like they were all like reasonably strong people. Um, and then the old man said, oh yeah, that was um, easy enough for you, wasn't it? Um, so then he brought each of them a, a bundle of 10 sticks um, and he gave that to each of them and he asked them okay now each of you need to break this bundle of sticks whilst they're still together um, and they struggled they struggled so much because the this bundle of sticks was just too strong um, and so the old man was like this is the importance of unity and staying together as a family whether that be a family of God or a family as in your literal biological family um, it just demonstrated the importance of staying together because together we're stronger um, so I hope that that was a, a lesson that you could take away for, for yourselves today as well um, so can we bow our heads to pray dearest Heavenly Father we thank you so much for all that you've done for us um, for giving us this lovely Sabbath day I'd really want to pray that you help all the children um, to understand the importance of unity and of staying together um, with their own families and with the body of Christ. I pray that you help us all to learn how to 
um, cooperate and to work together in a team. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Happy Sabbath, Church. Today's scripture reading comes from Joel chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. And it says, So shall you know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall no strangers pass through her anymore. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountain shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Shittim. May God bless these scriptures. Amen. Thank you. Um, I have two official announcements to make. Uh, it's just a reminder, uh, one for Chelmsford and one for Braintree. Um, just after the divine service, uh, could I ask all the Chelmsford members, please uh, um, come to the breakout room uh, to hear the first reading of the nominating committee recommendation. Uh, I don't think it will take more than 10 minutes. So if you're just kind enough to join, uh, you will be uh, hearing all the new offices for 2021. And the next week, again, I will request you to join uh, to vote or approve uh, those nominated uh, offices. So this is for uh, Chelmsford. And the second one for uh, Braintree Church. Uh, today at 5.30, we have a business meeting. So all the Braintree members, please join in the same link at 5.30. So may the Lord uh, bless us as we continue to cooperate with each uh, official information. And at the moment, we will have a special song to glorify God by Sister uh, Rhoda Williams.
Sabbath Church, and it is uh, indeed my special privilege to thank each and every one of God's children who took part in this uh, uh, Sabbath school and also the service that we are passing through. And may the Lord be with you. May the gracious Lord uh, be abide in you and your family as we are uh, facing a very critical and crucial crisis. We strongly believe that these are the signs of Christ coming. And we praise the Lord for this month of October that God has given us to uh, go through uh, the book of Joel to bring revival and reformation in our lives. And today is the last uh, Sabbath uh, of this month that we are closing the book of Joel. And I praise the Lord for such prophet really impacting in our lives. And if there is anyone still not touched by the Holy Spirit, I earnestly implore you to just go back and return to the Lord to have a special privilege 
to have revival in our souls. And today, our topic is Valley of Jehoshaphat. Uh, you know, I just would like to uh, give you some kind of introduction about this uh, last chapter in the book of Joel. Uh, only Joel is using this phrase, Valley of Jehoshaphat. As you will see, uh, there are four different names in the Bible for this Valley of Jehoshaphat. And you will see four names, and that's uh, a Valley of Jehoshaphat. And you'll see in the Bible, or even in the same book, the same, same valley, Valley of Decision, Valley of Kedron, and Valley of Hinnom. So these four names are scattered in the Bible particularly in the Old Testament. And those first two names, Valley of Jehoshaphat and Valley of Decisions, are in the book of Joel, chapter 3. Because there is a significant thing happening in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. If you might have seen the pictures just before that, you will see uh, that uh, valley is very remarkable valley in the land of Israel. Because in that valley, if you see in the next picture, you will see Zechariah's graveyard there that you can see as a tomb. That's Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah's tomb. And the next one, the tradition says, that's the graveyard of uh, Absalom in the previous picture, next to Zechariah's tomb. Uh, that's the uh, Absalom's graveyard. And in other words, between Gethsemane and the eastern gate of the temple, that's called Valley of Jehoshaphat, as you saw in the next picture. And this is the place where Joel is now prophesying. And I would like to take it as a topic, Valley of Jehoshaphat. In fact, the meaning of Jehoshaphat is God will judge. I was so surprised why Joel, by the Spirit of the Lord, mentioning that in the third chapter, which is the last chapter of the book of Joel. God will judge. In other words, Whoever is willing to go through the book of Joel chapter 3, Joel very wisely heard the voice of God and he is merging two other chapters, one in Old Testament and one in New Testament into the Joel chapter 3, as you see in the next slide. And those three chapters together, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, where the actual Josephad, came down to the valley and did something along with the people of Judah. And you will see there is something happening in Joel chapter 3. In correspond with Revelation chapter 13 and 14. 
in these three chapters, we will see three kinds of people in 2 Chronicles 20, in Joel 3, and also Revelation chapter 13 and 14. You will see three kinds of people are coming against the people of Judah. And God brings judgment there. And it is so vital to see there are hundreds of deaths occurred in that valley, but there is no bloodshed from the people of Judah. And we are going to see one after another today. And before that, I would like to ask you to just bow heads, close your eyes for the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Our Father, this is your time, Lord. Speak to us through the Holy Spirit so that our mind, our heart, and our soul be revived. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. The first one, what happened in 2 Chronicles chapter 20? There are three people when we read 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21 to 23. There are three kinds of people coming against Judah. Okay, and when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, set amusements against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Three kinds of people are coming with dreadful mood to destroy Judah, somehow to bring these people down in humiliation. But when the news came to Jehoshaphat, he bowed down before the Lord, please save. And one prophet was touched by the Holy Spirit and declared, Hear, Jehoshaphat, and people, don't worry. These three people cannot do anything against us. Let's all go down to the valley, and God will bring judgment. Therefore, having heard these wonderful promises, wonderful promise, prophecy from God, he set the choir. Praise and worship, and he praised the Lord for all his benevolence. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set abusement against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. How? The next verse says, For the children of Ammon and Moab stood against, stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. Three kinds of people came, but God stayed their mind. And two of the people destroyed the other third one, Mount Sarah. And what happened after that? Utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. These Ammon and Moab, they fought each other. Actually, the people of Judah just holding their hands and just seeing those people are fighting each other and killed in the valley of Jehoshaphat or valley of decision or valley of Kedron or valley of Hinnom. Coming back to Joel chapter 3, Joel chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. There are other three people here, different kinds of people. 
that coming against people of God. And they cost lots for my people and have given a boy for an harlot and sold a girl for wine that they might drink. Yeah. And what have you to do with me? Three kinds of people. Oh, Tyre and Zidon and all the coast of Palestine. These three people in the book of Joel, that prophet is using as in the 20th chapter of Chronicles. Three people, Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir. Here, three other people, Tyre, Sidon, and Palestine. Will you render me a recompense? And if you recompense me swiftly and speedily, will I return your recompense upon your own head. In other words, God was warning those three people, if you touch my people, I will come and touch your head. If you try to destroy my people, I will come and destroy you. Be alert. Stay away from my people. What about book of Revelation? 13 and 14. Three other people. Who are they? Those three people. Land beast, sea beast, an image to the beast. And these three people are coming against the end time people. That's you and me. Today, we are threatened by them. Many prophecy against them. And Revelation chapter 20, here is the prophecy. As we had it in Chronicles 20th chapter, as we had it Joel 3rd chapter, and Revelation 29 and 10 says, about these three people, the judgment upon these three kinds of people. And they marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrendered the camp of the saints and the beloved city. But fire came down from heaven and consumed them. Who? And the devil who had been deceived them, you and me, was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophets were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Brothers and sisters, I bring this good news to you from the book of Joel to bring revival in our prayer life, to bring revival in our spiritual life. God is bringing his judgment. No matter whoever is against us, no matter, no matter whoever is trying to put us in shame or humiliation, make sure God is bringing judgment. And this is the time that we have to reflect our lives. We have to think. We have to kneel down and pray. Oh, my God, send the Holy Spirit upon me. My might, my power is utterly waste, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So we have to return to the Lord, Joel says, that this is the time. If there is anyone who wants to have the grace of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of our Father, and the constant communion of the Holy Spirit should be abided in all our lives, we have to be reformed in our spiritual life. Because as we had in Second Chronicle 20th chapter, as we have here now, Joel 3rd chapter, certainly God will bring judgment for the people who are against us. And that's why here Joel is very wisely using these two words, 
valley of Jehoshaphat. Why? Because Jehoshaphat means God will judge. And the second name that he is using in Joel 3rd chapter, everyone, multitude, multitude are in the valley of decision. And I hear personally, it is echoing in my ear what Joel spoke in those days. We are in the valley of decision. We don't have to wait for November 1st Sabbath. We don't have to wait for the new year. We don't have to wait for our the birthday to take a new commitment. Today is the day to take the commitment. Because as per the book of Joel chapter 3, God is bringing judgment for three reasons. For three reasons. And I would like to briefly give you, then I will end this revival crusade with today. Number one. Just come to Job chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. Reason number one, why God is bringing judgment very soon. For behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel. See, God is bringing all the people, Jerusalem, Judah, into the valley of Jehoshaphat, into the valley of decision. For what? Because God will bring judgment for his people. Why? Whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land and they have caused lots of people and have given a boy for an harlot. You will see these two words. As in the book of Revelation. They have given a boy for an harlot. And sold a girl for wine. That they may drink. Point number one. Why God is bringing judgment very soon. Is because our family is in a mess. Our family is in a mess. Women are taking decisions. Men are taking decisions. And because of that husband and wife, children are being penalized. Joel says, come to the valley of decision because your family is in a mess. Too many divorces, even in the remnant church. Too many separation, even in the uh, remnant church. Too many hated and we cannot see the respect between husband and wife. And because of that, our beloved children, innocent children, young people are really passing through painful movement. And here, Joel chapter 3, verse 1, 2 and 3 says that the children are sold for harlot. And girls are sold for wine. So that they would drink and be drunk. Because family is in a mess. You know, in the name of Jesus, I'm saying revival is not only in our prayer life. Revival is not only on a Bible reading life, but revival has to be in the family relationship. I have seen hundreds of families are ruined. And because of that, children are really humiliated and penalized. They are completely passing through some mental agony. 
And it is so doleful to see as a pastor for God's sake. That many young people because of the parents and because of the parents, many young people are sold out for evil life. God is bringing judgment for a messed up family. God is bringing judgment from breaking up family. God is bringing judgment for misunderstood family. God is bringing judgment for lack of love in the family. Brothers and sisters, let's try to come together. Let's reconcile each other. Let's humble ourselves to bring the family Husband and wife, please come together. Children, please come to your parents. And let's live a very honest, happy, glorified family life for God's sake. Because God is bringing judgment. Let's all go to the valley of Jehoshaphat, valley of decision. Take decision now. Because this is the time for revival and reformation. What is family anyway? What is family? What do we think our family is? Family. Our family is a circle of strength and love. Our family is founded on faith. It is not simply a man coming to a woman or women going to a man. No, it is founded on faith. Our marriage is based on prayer and heavenly and earthly witnesses. Our family is a joint by love, kept by God, not for today, not for five years, not for 10 years, not because of one misunderstanding, not because of something is like there, but because it is kept by God for ever and for ever. That's the first holy thing that God instituted in the garden at even, even before the Sabbath. The Holy Sabbath comes after the first to holiness, which is the marriage. And here Joel said, God will bring judgment. So let's go to the valley of decision. Why? Because the first three texts God is saying, family should be come together. Family should be revived. First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 5 says, very powerful text. Stop depriving, which means stop separating yourself one another except by agreement for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Men, if you just see that you are very quiet when wife comes, go talk to her. Wives, if you don't respect your husband, go respect and understand. Him, children, don't try to leave the parents. Come to the parents. Parents understand your children so that when God sees from heaven, his family should be smooth, honored, God kept family. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 says, very wonderful text Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself for her. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wives loves 
himself. That forgiveness, that forbearance, that patience, that love, that understanding govern our family. Because very soon, as we see in the revelation, God is bringing judgment. God is bringing judgment. Number two, as per Joel chapter 3, second reason why God is bringing his judgment. Why Joel is asking, let's go to the valley of decision. Let's go to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Why? Because God will judge. For what? Number two, Joel chapter 3, 5 and 6. Joel chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Because you have taken my silver and my gold, and have carried into your temples my goodly pleasant things. The children also of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have ye sold unto the Grecians that you might remove them far from their border. He's bringing the context of Babylon here. What do you mean by that? God's treasures are being contaminated. And God will bring judgment because of that. Number one, why God has to bring the judgment? Because the family is in mess. Number two, God's holy things are contaminated. What do you mean by holy things are contaminated? In Joel's mind, it is about Sabbath. In Joel's mind, it is about God's law. In Joel's mind, it is about the temple or the church. In Joel's mind, it is about sacred roles or commitment to God. If you read the whole book of Joel, and because of that, four kinds of locusts came and ate the whole tree. But by God's grace, when the revival, when we accepted the call of the Holy Spirit, God will bring back the peace among us. That's the revival and that's reformation. I praise the Lord. Some of the people have joined here who we are studying Bible, not yet Seventh-day Adventist. They are here. They are keeping the Sabbath more than me. They are returning the tithe even before baptism because they understood and accepted the holiness of Sabbath. The holiness of the church, the holiness of family. I praise the Lord for them. I don't have to say the name. Many of you know each other. Because the judgment is coming because we ruined the Sabbath. We ruined God's grace. And God is bringing judgment. We are all talking about Sunday law and Sunday law. Forget it. Forget it. Let it come anytime. I personally, my spiritual life, I don't wait for it. Whenever it comes, let it come. But today, the Sabbath is in my hand. Today, I'm still alive to keep the Sabbath holy. 
and God is bringing judgment so that we can have revival and take a decision in the valley of Jehoshaphat because God will bring judgment. Why? Because many of us are contaminating Sabbath. Many of us are contaminating Sabbath. Please permit me to say one thing. Keeping the Sunday as Sabbath is equivalent to disobeying the Saturday Sabbath. Let me say again. Keeping the Sunday as Sabbath is equivalent to not keeping the Saturday Sabbath. God will not give positive judgment because we have accepted the Sabbath. No, how we are keeping the Sabbath is significant in our lives. We cannot under any way contaminate God's treasures, whether it is a family, whether it is a Sabbath, or whether it is the body, or whether it is the body of Jesus Christ, which is the church. In the name of Jesus, I implore you, I beg you, if there is any day, that we can bring revival into our hearts in our life. And that's today. Many people are passing from us due to many reasons. One of them is the pandemic at the moment that we are facing. Gone. But I praise the Lord today we are alive. Number three. Number one. God will bring judgment because the family is in a mess. Let's bring revival into the family. Oneness, like-minded, love, forgiveness, forbearance, patience. Let's exercise what is in the mind of Jesus, be in the mind of family. And number two, God brings judgment because God's treasures are contaminated. And number three, and number three, because people despise God's probation. Because pe people despise, they don't respect the grace of the time period of his mercy in their lives. Let's read Joel chapter 3, 13 and 14. Joel chapter 3, 13 and 14. Maybe 12 to 14. Thank you. Let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For they will sit to judge all the heathen round about. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full. The fats overflow. For their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. I praise the Lord for this text. That God is pushing us, asking us, begging us, carrying the cross for us and asking, please, Come to the valley of decision and take note that accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Accept his grace because the clock is ticking. Don't disrespect God's mercy. Don't despise God's grace. 
the time is coming to an end. Because put ye in a sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down into the valley of decision, because the time is ready. The time is ready. Isaiah 55, verses 6 and 7 says, Seek ye, seek the Lord while he may be found. Very, very popular text. We all know about it. Call to him while he is near. Let the wicked one abandon his way and the sinful one his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord so he may have compassion on him unto our God, for he will freely forgive. And that's the core of this month's revival. Russian sisters, Chumsford, Basildon, Braintree, Molden, and all the visitors who have joined today, may I beg you in the name of Jesus, feel yourself Confess yourself, justify yourself, ransack yourself, whether our lives have been revived. Whether the Holy Spirit is in us working to promote our spiritual life, to grow in Jesus Christ. Let's sit back quietly and see, Lord, am I ready? Lord, am I in the valley of decision? Those three people are still threatening. That those three in Josephus' time, those three people in Joel's time, even now in the book of Revelation, in the time of you and me, those three are still threatening. But when we come to Jesus Christ, he said, come, come. I will forgive your sins. I embrace you. You are mine and I am yours. Jet Blue 292. Just a few years ago. Took off from California to New York, John F. Kennedy Airport carrying 142 passengers. It was about to land. JFK Airport, New York. About to land. The pilots were ready. The co-pilot was ready. And the pilot was ready as well. To land. And when they tried to adjust the wheel in order to land, the nose gear got jammed. That front tires turned 90 degree on the other side. Now the pilot realized, suppose if you land on the prescribed speed, sometime the flight will flip over. And sometime when we land with the same 90 degree sided wheels, the iron wheels which carry the tires will explode fire 
and the fuel tank is nearby so that there is 100% possibility for the flight to get fire. Completely confused what to do. Now, as per the law, the message was sent to the control room that JetBlue 292 is in emergency, is in danger. The life is under threat. And also, as per the law, pilot turned on the speaker and spoke to all the passengers. This is pilot speaking. We are in danger. And as I was watching this documentary, the hands were holding another's hand because JetBlue company has made a provision for all the passengers whenever their flight takes off that will be in their own TV until they arrive. So now all the families of the 142 passengers were watching JetBlue 292 destiny. What's going to happen? So a pilot said, I'm very sorry. The flight is out of control. The nose gear got jammed. The co-pilot, inexperienced pilot, is puzzling, panicking. Pilot, what shall we do? What shall we do? What shall we do? The pilot said, leave me alone. So he just sat for a moment alone. And after a few minutes, he connected with the control room and said, I'm going to turn off the fuel. I'm going to drain the tank. And still, I'm going to land. And I believe that will work out. I'm going to first land as usual with the back tire. But until it reaches that limitation of the speed, I will not land with the nose tire. And as he planned carefully, gently, with quietness and silence. As you might have seen this documentary or even in the next picture, the flight landed. There was a big fire, big fire. But because he very carefully dealt with the strategy and with the plan, the fuel was out in the ocean. And the flight landed in the John F. Kennedy Airport. I was really emotional. There was complete silence in the aircraft. All were looking and hoping what the pilot would do. But pilot stood aside and made the passengers to be revived. And today, brothers and sisters, we are in danger. Satan is very angry, trying to come to our family, come to our personal life like a roaring lion, trying to bring danger. Let us focus Jesus Christ, who is the author and finisher of our faith. I strongly believe in the name of Jesus. 
none of our lives will be destroyed, will be perished. Because our pilot is Jesus Christ. When we accept Jesus Christ as our family, when we accept Jesus Christ as the head of our family relationship, as we accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of Sabbath, as we accept the only one grace of Jesus Christ in our lives, and I am sure those three cannot destroy us. Rather, we will land safely when Jesus comes. God bless you. Amen. Fill my cup, Lord. Like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things that could not satisfy. And then I had my Savior speaking, draw from my well. That never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this testing of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. There are millions in this world who are craving for pleasures that leave things offered. But none can match the wondrous treasure that I find in Jesus Christ, my Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this testing of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more fill my cup fill it up and make me whole so my brother if the things that this world gives you leave hungers that won't pass away my blessed Lord will come and save you if you kneel to him and humbly pray. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this testing of my soul. Bread of heaven, 
Feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me home. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up. And make me home. I ask uh, wherever it's possible, let's kneel down and commit ourselves in the hands of Jesus Christ for him to fill us with his spirit. Therefore, it is not by might or by power, but let's our life be saturated only with the Holy Spirit. Let's kneel down for prayer. Our God, our Father, we thank you for your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Redeemer, who is our motivator, who is our comforter. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord, who brings revival in our lives. Lord, help us to realize your coming is very, very, very soon than what we think. And it will not come as a slow motion, but it will come suddenly. When the world says peace, peace, when there is no peace, as the woman gets the labor pain, your coming will be. And therefore, dear Lord, Prophet Joel had a burdened heart for the people of Israel. John at Patmos had a burden for the end time people. And even today, dear Lord, we are all having burden because we need revival. We need a reformation. Family is in a mess, Lord. And the Sabbath is being contaminated by many people, Lord. And we see the grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ, is not yet used, Lord. Please have mercy upon us. Speak to our hearts. Transform our souls, Lord. Take away the burden. But help us to intercede for one another. So that our lives will be revived graciously. And our lives will be reformed by your power, O oh Lord. So that when we pray, when we read scriptures, when we deal with people, when we have our family lives, Lord, help us to reflect the character of Jesus Christ like one-minded and one accord. And we thank you. For your love and grace and forgiveness, O oh Lord. Take us. Mold us. And use us for your cause. Because we are not ours, O oh Lord. We are yours. 
Thank you so much for accepting us as your children. We are in the valley of Jehoshaphat. We are in the valley of decision, Lord. Help us to come out of the valley with a greater decision. That you are our God and we will follow you wholeheartedly. If there is anyone here not feeling well. If there is anyone here passing through crisis. If there is anyone still in the valley of decision, O Lord. If there is anyone here, still the family is in a mess. If there is any young people here really passing through mental agony and depression and stress. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Bring us back to you. We want to hear you. We want to come to your shadow, dear Lord. We want your hands to embrace us. We want to have the feeling of your touch today, Lord. Thank you for hearing all of our supplications. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 And the grace of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, and the love of our Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit may abide with each and every one of us today and forevermore. Amen. 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 I want to thank God for giving us Pastor Melky and for using him to speak to us through these five weeks of revival. We thank God for all the messages. And today, I hope that we will remember that God will bring judgment because our families are messed up. God will bring judgment because God's treasures are contaminated. His holy things are contaminated. He will bring judgment because we have despised his probation. So may we internalize these messages and allow the Holy Spirit to change us and to make us ready for God's kingdom. I'd like to say thank you for all who have joined us in worship, for taking the time to worship with us today. I thank those who have taken their time, their effort, to prepare to present whatever you did in the service to make it a blessing to all of us. And in a special way, I'd like to thank our media team for the hard work that they continue to do. May God continue to bless us all as we give ourselves to him in full service. Thank you. Please remember to Yes, sister. Right. Just reminding us to join our seminar at 3.30 this afternoon. See you all there. God bless. Shamsford, please be reminded that uh, you will join the breakout room now. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, and God be with you all. Jesus, peace.